0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Manpatria podcast. All right. We had a new venue today. And uh, the venue, um, thanks to uh, Buntu Majaja, who was our guest last week, he was kind enough to give us this venue space. And also, guys, I forgot to mention that we also have Nzuzo here.
1: Hey, guys. What's up? Hi, guys. You know who I am. Always tell you that my name is Nzuzo Kati. You can find me on Facebook. And Instagram now, I'm there right now. Uh, yeah, another podcast, another day. Excited with our guest, the new guest that we have, but also so I thank Ubuntu for this dope ass spot that he you know that he hooked us up with. Yes. Another podium, you know, maybe we'll be on second floor. Yeah, next, next to you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Ubuntu for that. Um, but yeah, excited to to be on this podcast. Um, as always, guys, support us on social media. Support us uh via facebook via instagram via twitter please guys follow us share subscribe everything and more on youtube as well guys and also most importantly please guys can you become a citizen uh donate to us for dollars 60 rand please guys can you please donate to us follow us ask us questions become a citizen on the main page up uh, on the patreon um, website just uh, click on the, the tabs below on the descriptor and then after it'll take you straight to their website. So please guys support us you know this your support puts us more puts us more out there uh, puts our voices out there and we can actually you know pursue liberty and, and, and convince other people to pursue liberty rather than statism. So with you with your support guys you can actually help us a lot but yeah, on to Dumo, uh, who do we have today, man? Who do we have? Like, you know, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Yeah, man. And before I introduce the
0: guest, I just want to mention one tiny thing. We just recorded the Citizen Podcast, me and Zuzo and I. Oh, yeah. So guys. if you want access to that, you've got to support us. So if you want to know more about the Citizen Podcast, we'll put it in the description below. You also see it on the screen as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Guys. Yes. So this is the content that you guys have been waiting for. Bro. Yes. So everywhere and every- anywhere, brah. Please support us. The Citizen Podcast as well on our Patreon page. Uh, Who's our guest today? Okay, so Uh, sorry, I was just sipping on some coffee, man. This Uh, coffee's good.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, no, it's actually cappuccino, sorry. Okay, is it the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Okay, let me introduce (laughs) the guest.
0: (laughs) Okay, guys, so today we have uh, Njabulo Shubede, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, Mm. so guys, um, this is probably one of. guests that i've been looking forward to having you know we put some good stuff on on facebook and on youtube and everything so yeah so let's you know let's just jump into this uh njabulo cool uh, thanks who for coming is, through yeah. today mm-hmm. it's,
1: it's a pleasure to be here definitely man thank you for coming through um like who is njabulo firstly yeah and uh yeah just tell us how you started with this youtube the youtube pages the facebook videos please tell us about njabulo
2: well uh, njabulo is basically a I don't know how to describe myself, but uh, out of frustration with what's happening, was happening in politics, <laughs> and uh, I think what I is called probably a portion of knowledge. I think we we tend to promote one side of argument, yeah, and suppress anything that uh, says otherwise. So I think I got frustrated a lot, and uh, I was finding trying to find ways to push other ideas. I think I thought, uh, let me just do a few videos here and there. Mm-hmm. on a couple of issues and uh yeah that's how I started man
0: oh that's great yeah you know um, i i saw your your videos um on uh, facebook right and yeah. I, the, the one that I've seen was the minimum wage one yes, I really love that, and I saw the other videos, but the minimum wage one just spoke to me a lot yeah. that hit yeah yeah uh, because uh, yeah. You, you know re- remember his opening phrase, what did he say again um, must I do it or must yeah. you do it in Jahulu?
2: Yeah. uh i think what does he says uh if I'm taking you from 0 rents uh, per month to 3000 How 000, is that exploitation? How is that exploitation? Yes. Yeah, I think say something like that, yeah. I, I think <laughs>
0: that that for me was just the, the greatest punchline I've ever heard on mm. a video like yeah. this because usually what happens is um with uh, videos of that nature, a guy will just sit there and tell us how the minimum wage destroys but yeah, you yeah. need some deep level of economics to understand what the guy's coming from. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think yeah. and I think the way you simplified it Sorry, <coughs> I think the way you simplified it made it very, very easy to understand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, so <clears throat> tell us, you know, just summarize what, wh- what you spoke about in that video and what the minimum wage does and why it's so detrimental.
2: Well, uh, the, the video is really about uh, the effects of minimum wage on unemployment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we always have these good intentions mm-hmm. uh, to leave people out of poverty. And uh, people who make such laws, yes. the promise that they are gonna leave people a- out of poverty. But we actually usually o- uh, achieve the opposite. That's the effect that minimum wage have, because yep. um, mm-hmm. you know, we must see labor as an input cost, just like raw material. Yeah. So you want less of that cost uh, to, be, to run a business successfully. Yeah. So the moment you prescribe how much people should pay, then you have artificially incre- increased the price, and then uh, most businesses cannot absorb that kind of cost. They have to, yes. to shut some jobs mm-hmm. uh, to for them to be sustainable, or some of them have to go out of business completely. Mm. So, the video is about really the unintended effects of uh, minimum wage. Mm. So, so we're we're I mean, with South Africa, with the we I think we are also so unionized and uh, the minimum wage is like a norm. A lot of people have accepted it as a gospel truth, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but the actual f- effect is that it actually uh, creates unemployment Yes. Mm. because it becomes difficult to find uh, new businesses who can afford the new rates and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. like, yeah, tell us um, the minimum wage. How I think uh, when you talk about the fact that, you know, South Africa is really unionized, they think that Every, South, every com- South African company is a JSC-listed or a big <laughs> company. But yeah. most businesses in South Africa are small businesses. Now tell me, how does that minimum wage destroy small businesses, uh, particularly in low-income areas like townships, informal settlements, rural areas? How devastating is that to small businesses?
2: Yeah, that that's where the problem is, because uh, usually small businesses don't have enough capital, or even operational funds. Funds to, to carry on with their operations. So, a small change in uh, input costs uh, can mean them closing uh, their doors. Mm-hmm. So, it's important for uh, s- small businesses to have flexible, so flexi- some level of flexibility around minimum wage. In fact, uh, they should pay what they can afford, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, what the, that job is worth uh, to help them uh, get established. You know, uh, even big companies they try to circumvent minimum wage laws with many other ways, uh, like uh, they'll cut down number of employees mm-hmm. uh, or cut down working hours while demanding mm-hmm. more from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- so nobody wants cost. There, there, there's a bottom line. Uh, businesses uh, businesses are out there to make profit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are not social ag- uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. So. I think we have a, a, a lot of small businesses uh, contribute, as we know, to job creation. Mm-hmm. So we should, by all means, uh, remove the barriers or stumbling blocks that cause them to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, if up front now I have the, the huge wage bill, it becomes difficult to operate. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what minimum wage does, it just uh, you know makes it impossible to do business.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean it, it, you're actually right about that um, I was um, I, I was listening to Milton Friedman the other day, yeah, and uh, he was speaking about um the effects of the minimum wage but on young people because you know the you know I think what people don't wanna understand is how it's viewed from the business point of view yeah 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 you know so what he, he what he stated was um something very interesting. he said that like um, what happens is that if you are um, running a business yeah and then you you measure the value of labor so yeah. you know like you got an accountant you pay him so much you yeah. got a guy who cleans you pay him so much yeah. and then someone comes along and says no you must pay a minimum wage of so much and then you're like yo but i pay my accountant that money per hour
2: yeah you know yeah
0: <laughs> and then now there's a guy who wants to clean and now i have to pay him that much and then you're like you know what? i'd rather not hire him i'd rather do the cleaning myself yeah. you know and and the people that get negatively affected by this is uh, are, are the young people. I mean, Milton Friedman even went as far as saying that, and he said this in the 70s, so I don't know if it's appropriate if I say it now, but yeah. he said it's the most anti-Negro law that yeah. we have on the books today, yeah. you know, because of the fact that young people do not have the skills nor the experience yeah. to actually mm-hmm. um, earn or justify earning yeah. the minimum wage yeah so in south africa does it have that same effect
2: no it certainly it does mm. uh i mean they, like you're saying they don't have skill mm-hmm. uh, and uh, usually the you know like in the tourism industry people yeah. they, that's the kind of jobs that you don't really want to regulate because anybody who probably have finished metric would be able to do it and uh, you wanna, apart from the money that he's gonna receive, he you should have some experience, working experience, that's gonna help him to become a better person. So by putting the the stumbling block, you're denying him an opportunity to any income, mm-hmm. uh, taking from zero to somewhere, as well as the needed experience. So at the end of the day, you're gonna have a lot of people who are not working, just idle, and then these people are growing up. <laughs> Sometime in the future, yeah. the, the, uh, this person is gonna be old, no experience, mm-hmm. uh, no skill. Uh, but with kids. Yeah, but with kids, it's and gonna family, which becomes a big of a problem also to mm-hmm. the government as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really, uh, I think Myanmar wage are really anti youth uh, and anti skilled people, anti low skilled people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And anti poor.
2: Yeah, they actually anti-poor, are actually anti poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's so much. And you know, when I listen to these unions that. Um, speak about the fact that it's not a living wage, you know, some of the wages that they earn. You know, some of these unions represent people that earn 12,000 rand. I know people with degrees that don't earn that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, (laughs) you know, when I hear them talk about a living wage, I'm saying, firstly, you don't run a business, so how do you even know what a living wage is? (laughs) You don't know the circumstances. And so what my question is, Njawulu, is why we give so much credence to what unions say? In terms of such things as wage, labor laws, and uh, wages and stuff like that, and can't we? Why can't we give that more credence to what the person themselves, the youth, the anti, the low skilled, the low skilled, the poor say? Why we have to always have to listen to these unions?
2: Well, I think it's a long South African problem. I think sort of in general we have uh, delegated our thinking responsibility to unions and usually people in politics as well. So. Uh, I, uh, we don't want to think; we want to believe whatever people say without even scrutinizing it. Mm-hmm. So I think also it's got to do with the uh, the quality of our education. You know, some people say crazy things, and you're like, oh, this person said something so crazy, but it. it's got so many followers, and you just don't understand how they get that right. But uh, you know, but when you look deep and start to analyze what they're saying, you know, that's where the unions jump in. They don't even want to discuss the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to start anything for instance about no minimum wage they just switch off yeah. so even the discussion around that is not welcome so people are kept in they sort of keep, keep people in ignorance
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so they abort any knowledge that uh, is gonna
1: assist dist- the country
2: yeah Yes. As or destabilize them mm-hmm. you
1: know. take yeah, them yeah. out of business yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly okay. yeah yeah yeah
0: and it's very interesting you, that you mentioned that as well, um, and also you and Zuzu with regards to the living wage. I remember on my podcast, I think I forgot which episode it was, but it was called the catastrophe of the minimum wage. Yeah. When I first started this, and then when they talk about the living wage, what is it for me? Like the, I said, it's just nothing more than a an emotional word yeah. used to try and like um, get draw people emotionally to the mm-hmm. side yeah, of yeah. the unions. So what happens is like. What I've seen happens a lot is that um, you go on the street. There's a beggar there. Yeah, he's probably earning less than the minimum wage. But you see him yeah. every day. Yeah. He's living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. He's living. <laughs> okay. So if they had to use that logic, the living wage logic, then you should earn the scraps like a, a beggar. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, for me, you know, the 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 uh, uh, when I say the left? Okay, I, the left and people who are le- more left-leaning, and people with good intentions as well, I mean, as well, they, they tend to get drawn by the emotion. And, and I think that's also as a result of, um, of, a, of, of lack of education, like discerning Definitely. between yeah. the facts and the... Yeah. Yeah. Desperation, in, yeah. in mm. sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, people that I spoke about this with, they're not dumb, they're not dumb people, but yeah. they really have a compassion for, the, for, for poor people yeah. and low-income workers. And then when you tell them what the minimum wage does, I mean, they'll be like, no, but you don't want these guys working like one rand an hour and getting exploited. But I'm just like, yeah, but who are you to say that um, yeah, that the they shouldn't one. be earning that much? Because the moment you put up the minimum wage, that person will be out of a job. job. Yeah. You
1: know? And what is exploitation? Like, yes, yes. we all exploit it when you have a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're thing. working, it's not like it's a, uh, excuse me for that, it's not like you're enjoying you know, going to your nine to five every single day. Yeah, no, you sometimes course. you leave your nine to five with mm-hmm. with a sad face or pistol face. <laughs> yeah, and you could say to your boss, "You exploit me." Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's a payment that's coming out. There's a compensation for your yeah. labor, and by way of that, it's like I make it. I I, I always say that the minimum wage. Uh, you should compare that when you talk about exploitation. Think about what is prostitutes. Is that exploitation? They just want to give their labor. Yeah to someone that's willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're all being prostituted. Mm-hmm. I'm giving my labor yeah, so yeah. I can get some compensation yeah. back. So what is the issue? And yeah. like you talk about the fact, who are you to tell me what's bad for me, or what's good for me? Yeah, It's only me that can decide that. Exactly. And like Njabula was saying, we cannot outsource our thinking capacities to other people. We gotta, we, we gotta think for ourselves. You gotta let people, people themselves think for yeah. themselves. And that's yeah. the problem with them, uh, with this whole discussion about the poor and minimum wage and stuff like that. And like, uh, and, and and like we always say, like you know, these people are always gonna look at the conversation about minimum wage like a like taboo. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's a taboo. It yeah. is a taboo. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Like it's 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 sad, man. But like you talk about the fact that these unions like speaking to, uh, like 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 viewing the type of conversation as a taboo where we give freedom to to yeah. individuals themselves. We talk about also the details plan, DITO's yeah. economic plan, how they, how they, 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 they easily, or how they blasted that plan yeah. from jump, from the, from the jump. Yeah, not, and
2: not on merit. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, yeah. not
1: on merit. He's talking about the fact yeah. that it's back mm-hmm. to gear. Yeah. And gear uh, for the many uh, floors that it had, It was where we actually grew the most. Yeah. We actually had 6% growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't understand us, these guys' problems. Maybe you can enlighten me. What was wrong with Tito's plan when you read it?
2: Well, uh, there's nothing wrong with Tito's plan. I think it's very promising. I think a lot can be achieved through it. But, uh, of course, with the unions, they don't argue the facts that are in the plan. What they argue is how it go to the public. So we a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. So, like they measure on minors, they, they measure on minor things. So nobody from the union has said what's wrong with the plan per se, mm-hmm. even from some uh, other uh, political uh, parties. But they are just blaming Tito for uh, the way he distributed this uh, proposal. Mm-hmm. So I think the plan is good. Uh, promotes competition, which is needed. Uh, it's also seek to unbundle ESCOM in a way. And uh, it also talk about education, uh, which is very important for future sustainability. It, it's saying the right things. I mean, if you uh, uh, implement really what is on the plan, I think we will have much better prospects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are mentioned. I think some of them or most of them are not new. It's just we haven't really implemented them. Yeah, Uh Yeah.
3: Uh
0: Uh I I think with the ESCOM one, which I found to be the the best one, um, the best part of the plan, uh, it was killed yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Um, Ramaphosa was saying that they're not going to sell parts of ESCOM because apparently they need to fight climate change. Climate (laughs) change. And they also had to... um, they want ESCOM to, to be, um, I don't know, some leader in making energy available to more uh, people in South Africa. And this is the, the, the foolishness that, that people don't get. And they listen to Ramaphosa and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm like, guys, ESCOM has been around for how long? You know, there are places that don't have electricity right now. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> is, right? yeah. is. I guarantee you, some places will have high speed internet before they have electricity oh, yeah. because of the fact that. Um, be- because the private companies have, have interest, you yeah. know, and they have, in, and they have incentives, and they can make the, put the the money in to actually get yeah. you know fiber internet or whatever readily available. And I've seen in the rural areas, people have um, smartphones and whatever. If they can just get a four G tower, yeah, they're that's good to
2: I mean, go. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that was really confusing. I thought he was in alignment with uh, Tito's plan, but I think he's. A political thing or political grandstanding, I don't know really what to call it. Yeah. Um, but uh, coming back to Dito's plan, I think even the power station, I think you, you seem to hint to the fact that they shouldn't sell power stations. They should limit uh, some privatization of ESCOM to some specific things. I mean, you don't want monopoly at all, so... Yeah. No, w- I mean, while you have the engine open, you might as well fix uh, the oil filter, and fix <laughs> everything that is wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the end of the day, what should be achieved with ESCOM is for the user to have an ultimate choice where they're buying electricity from. Yeah. So with the smart meters now, uh, let's say uh, power stations are, are owned uh, differently by different companies That to promote competition. Mm-hmm. At home, when I buy electricity, I can say I'm buying today from uh, company A. You know. I think probably the issue is around transmission and who owns tran- transmission. Mm. You know. I think it's, it's possible to get around that. Uh, but I, I think the most important thing to promote competition and, and is for the user or the consumer to have that ultimate choice. Yeah. I think that will also drive the prices down. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: And, yeah. and every year, I mean, the prices are going off the charts. Eh? Like, I mean, you see now, I mean, now we, and it's very interesting how th- this system works because ESCOM sets the price, yeah. and then what happens afterwards, Nursa has to, um, NERSA, the to energy ratify. regulator, yeah. has to ratify it. Mm. And I'm like, that you see, this is, this is stupid mm. because I, I'm not saying we don't need NERSA, but really, what is NERSA there for if they're just gonna be regulating the price? Yeah, because like, ultimately, you are putting a... There's a product on the market, right? Yeah. And then when you put that product on the market... The market should decide. The market should yeah, yeah. dictate. Exactly. They yeah. It should dictate. Take, because yeah. if you're going to put a regulator there, I mean, uh, I mean, look, what's stopping them from saying, uh, you know what, look, let's, look. let's rather increase it by 2%. What's the justification for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's less than inflation. Oh, but ESCOM's costs are going off the charts. Mm. You know? Yeah. So even from an ESCOM perspective, they're mm. also complaining. And I'm like, look... Just sell, just just
1: just sell everything, you know,
3: just
1: yeah. sell it to the highest bidder. No, right? No, and what, then, yeah, what I want, so, yeah, sorry, you know, what I want them to do is allow other producers to come onto the thing and then Eskom will die like it's supposed to. Eskom will die yeah, the literally. moment they, it'll die <laughs> actually, the moment they yeah. allow other people to, yeah. to, to, to provide electricity, it'll yeah. die, it'll die. There won't even be a need for them to even unbundle because there'll not be a bundle. All your yeah. profits are gone. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. And so, well, but in, in, in I just read uh, recently that NASA are trying to block ESCOM's uh, demand to even increase the prices even more. Oh. You so see, they want to increase it now by 80% because mm, mm. they want to make profits. And one thing you can't do is you, you, if you're going to increase the profits, you're going to lower demand because that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Because the reason why ESCOM is not getting the profits is because because there's no demand for it. The economy is not growing, people cannot afford, yeah. and people rather just do illegal connections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what people are doing mostly now. Yeah. I have a couple of people I know that I have illegal connections going on. Oh, yeah. I, it, it
0: happened yeah. close to
1: where um, I used to live as yeah, well. Bro. Yeah, like there's a lot of people that are doing illegal connections because they cannot afford um, electricity. So now what, es- what ESCOM is doing is trying to force a hand. And that's what it's trying to do, which I, cur- I commend them for this, but obviously... In the bigger picture i don't think nurses need it yeah because there's, yeah. Yeah, there's already there's already yeah. a market that yeah. can decide that mm. but in the uh, right now in this in this in this in this um, circumstances that's why i trying to block escom from increasing the prices but like i said you know the best way to actually get rid of nurse the get rid of escom is to get people give people choices exactly yeah give people choices once they have a choice and then offer will leave everyone will leave escom i can guarantee it yeah, that's the thing. There mm-hmm. was this
2: crazy idea that uh, the IPPs, uh, independent power producers, were going to sell to Eskom uh, at a higher rate than what escom uh, sell el- electricity it, for. Yeah, yeah. And I think they should st- sell straight to public and to companies. They shouldn't sell to escom because you you still have that it's monopoly. It, mm.
0: Exactly, and and also th- that formation as well. I, I I always questioned it. Why is it that the IPPs must sell to escom and why is it mm. that whenever the public wants to buy electricity, they have to buy it Via from S-com. the... ESCOM. Yeah, they have to buy it from mm. the municipality who gets it from ESCOM, yeah. or you go to ESCOM directly. Yeah. I'm like, no. What you must do, let the IPPs sell directly to the public, yeah. or we get other ESCOMs that come around, yeah. all right, and say, okay, look... We will buy electricity from this IPP and provide yeah. for this area mm-hmm. at this price directly to um, the consumer, just like just the same way with um, telephone lines yes. and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 internet and stuff like that. And banking. And banking. Yeah. yeah. Why? I mean, you know, go- government sucks at doing this. Yeah. They can't do business, right? And and this and now we're seeing it, but people don't want to admit it. And and you know, one of the dumbest objections I've heard when I was when I first back, went back on Twitter after like a one-year rest. This one person, I I said, no, S-Com needs to be sold. We need to um, put more competition. You know what the responses I got were? This one guy says, no, man, we won't have free basic electricity. What? Or (laughs) the other one is like, no, the prices will be even higher. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, okay, imagine you're selling Chappies, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And there's five competitors. Oh, no, there's a lot of competitors. And you sell your Chappies for 100 rand per Chappie. Yeah. And the next guy selling it for one rand. Who yeah. are you going to go to? You're going to go to the guy for one rand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, so I'm like, exactly. The, the private organizations can use free basic electricity as a, as a value proposition yes, to sell yeah. their products. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that. And the problem is that we, you know, the education, I don't know if it's the education system or if it's just ignorance, people just think that um, th- that the state is the best at doing something. They think SCOM, with, without SCOM, it would be worse. But in fact, it would be better.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's just my two cents on it. I just think they must just sell yeah, the whole yeah. damn thing. Sell it, okay, obviously don't sell it to an ANC Kader. I mean, I don't know, like, well,
3: no. even to China, even
0: sell it to. to China.
1: It, no, 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 you don't even need to sell it. Like I said, let other people come and produce the same. Yeah. They they will yeah. die naturally, like they're supposed to have done Thirty years ago, during <laughs> P. W. this time, they were supposed to die at that point because they were not. Put, they had the same issues that they have now. Yeah. Yeah. But then after, like P. W. they used prescribed assets, which yeah. is another issue which we need to also talk about. Yeah, we should. But yeah. But like, down. yeah. But like, I feel like it'll die naturally if we just allow other people to produce the yeah. the, the product itself. Like, have you? When we were talking about the IPPs which, uh, giving power to uh, S-Con this week. Um, Jabu Mabuza, the CEO, asked the IPPs, "Please can you lower prices down?" Oh <laughs> well, like, what incentive do they have to lower the prices down? Because you're the one who's paying the prices. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who's paying the prices. Why, why, why would they want to lower the price? Because you're still gonna have to pay. You still have to pay them the price. Yeah. yeah why yeah. would they? You rather just have them produce it and you compete with them. But mm-hmm. these niggas are still thinking that. So, being a heartfelt, you know, the the, 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 the person inside the IPPs, the pers- the CEOs yeah. will think inside with their hearts and think of South Africans. <laughs> and think that South Africans, you know, they'll think that, you know, South Africans is cheaper prices and so the price can just come down naturally. Like, no, like the thinking behind this, it's just, it's ludicrous.
0: Ignorant, ignorant. Uh, so, yeah. Jabula, what's your plan for SCOM? Let's say... We put you as the king of south africa with all powers at, um, with all powers to you what would you do with escom and how, what, how will it assist
2: uh, of course yeah, i think the answer today is to sell it but uh, in such a way that it promotes competition mm-hmm. uh, I, I think i wouldn't sell it as a bulk as it is now mm-hmm. I'll probably sell it in by power station generation stations mm-hmm. which contribute to the smart uh, grid. greed but the ultimate purpose is for the the consumer to have the ultimate choice so you know they, we have so many uh, uh, generation stations throughout the country need to say i think that need to be sell, sold uh, individually yes so we have a lot of companies uh, companies competing to contribute to the grid uh, based on the consumer demand so that will lower, uh, I think it will force the prices down because uh, even the tariffs that we are paying now, I think they are way more than what we should be paying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we have uh, a pile of stock of, of coal in South Africa. Uh, we should be in fact generating electricity for many other countries as well. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, other issues when you, you now ESCOM start borrowing money from outside now, they sort of prescribe what type of electricity you can generate. They try to prevent you from using coal and uh, they they force it to use other means so no mm. we, it's like we are between the rock and a hard place because we sure. have this stockpile of coal that we're actually not supposed to be using mm-hmm. so i think we just go ahead burn the coal <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I I burn the coal i agree
0: <laughs> i mean i i agree with that Look, you know burn the coal i'm not burn it as in burn it to use it right because uh i just think that like i mean i know there's this whole environmental thing about um you know, if you use uh, fossil fuels, you know, the CO2 temperatures yeah. go up and everything like that. But there's a guy by the name of, um, and I hope I pronounce his name correctly. Uh, I think it's Bjorn Lomborg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danish uh, writer. He wrote this, the book called The Skeptical, uh, what is it, Skeptical Environmentalist. And he was talking about how we should actually allow countries to develop. They They should use the coal yeah. energy so that we can increase the wealth so that people can actually live in better conditions so mm. that when climate changes, or climate challenges do come along, they will be better equipped to, to, yeah. to handle them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because look at China, look at India and all of them. As soon as they started to use fossil fuels, you know, their mortality rates dropped, life expectancy yeah. went up, wealth went up, everything like that. And now these environmentalists are going around saying that um, we need to, Gone renewables. I have no problem with renewables, but the problem is that they're more expensive yeah. and they're unreliable. They provide energy intermittently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
2: a problem, yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, you want to say something about that?
2: Yeah, like mm. the, the, what do you call the, the wind energy mm-hmm. uh, it tends to actually destroy environment environment by killing uh, birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the carbon dioxide, uh, CO2 emissions in producing solar panels uh, relative to getting electricity from the grid is. Comparable. It's quite similar. Yeah. Sure. So we are not really saving any environment by those solar panels per se. It's just like electric cars. Yeah. Uh, when you look compare the lifespan of a car from uh, manufacturing to for, for to it being uh, operational compared to a normal gasoline engine. Yeah. The effects are the same. So I just. Think it pleases uh, the egos of the elite, but yeah. it's not really solving the climate change problem. Definitely,
0: it's a, it's yeah. a very interesting thing. I remember I, I had a debate on Facebook, like I always do every week, and I was we were talking about this issue. And then what happened was um, this guy was, was told me that look at Iceland. Iceland's grid is like 90% renewable. But then when you look at where most of that renewable energy comes from it actually comes from that geothermal heat, right? Oh. But then for you to have geothermal energy, you need to be in a geological hotspot. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and
0: those <laughs> th- places are f- few and far between in the world. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And then now to use Iceland as an example, is, is it's a, it's very unfair because... How does
1: geothermal, uh, how does that work?
0: So, okay, geograph. okay, so guys, if you, um, let me put it to you this way. If you are a meteorologist or if you know geography and whatnot, what, what yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, try my hand at explaining this um, but I remember I read about this so what happens is there are places where the earth's crust is close to the surface oh mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah. and then what happens is the steam from underground actually mm. shoots up into the oh, air. Yes, Okay. Yeah. so what, th- what so what the the the, the 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 these Icelandic people did which was very smart they saw that there was energy so they actually used the energy from that that heat mm-hmm. to actually generate electricity uh, yeah. So you even see in Iceland, in even bakeries as well, yeah, yeah. they'll they even have like these ovens, right, where they actually put it over these um, these, geo- the, the, the these um, steam, I forgot yeah. the name, but it's a, it, the steam comes out of the ground, I yeah, forgot yeah. the name of that. Yeah. They'll put it on top of that, and it actually works like an oven, yeah. you know, and they use that to supply electricity and everything like that, and it's very innovative. Yeah. And you know what, if we had that in South Africa, I would definitely use that. But I mean, but but that it's person who presented it made it sound like as if Iceland just went out of their way <laughs> to actually make everything renewable, yeah. but dude, like, why do you need to build a coal power station when you got steam yeah. going out of it the ground everywhere? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and you can yeah. use that
1: so. So so it's 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 rare. Uh, there's a few countries that can have that.
0: Yeah, like I mean, it's 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 close to volcanically active places, like okay. uh, uh, yeah. like like Hawaii for Hawaii, example, okay, and okay, whatnot. Okay. What. okay. But Iceland, they just didn't like the perfect spot on Earth to to use, to that. use that. And yeah, and big ups to Iceland, right? Um, you know, the, the, it's a flippant good idea, but, you know, environmentalists just need to be a bit more honest here about this. Don't just share it like as if um we're just being selfish and. We want to just appease Kill the everyone. appease the oil companies because they're giving us money. Ooh, like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 silly, but anyway, that's just my two cents on on that issue. Is there anything else that you guys want to add on? Yeah,
1: no, I just wanted to. Well, this is an innovative way, like you know, what these climate uh, environmentalists, whatever they call themselves, so these SJWs, <laughs> climate what, justice warriors, yeah, these justice warriors. <laughs> what what really scares me is that they 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 don't think flexibly. Like, yeah. they don't think, and that's the market, like, you know, think flexibly. Like, what, what would be the best situation for South Africa? You can't just say renewable e- energy. Yeah. You know, or you can't, in Africa, you can't say renewable energy, wind, power, energy. What countries have wind? What countries have, don't have wind? What countries yeah. are more colder than other countries? What countries, you know, you need to think along those lines. You yeah. know that, and, that, and that shows that how much these people are not even scientists. Mm-hmm. They're just blabbing along like we and then they make us feel guilty for not you know yeah. agreeing with them i'm mean, come up with proper solutions that will make sense that that is economically sustainable don't come up with things just to say things yeah. just to be the creators of this world yeah you know what i mean like it's just it's, it, it, you're not going anywhere with that stuff you're not you know you're, you're not you're not providing no solutions at all yes. and that's the thing and then uh on your points about the economic growth and how People that are um, countries that are going through economic uh, six, uh, growth uh, parts, like China and them, they um, once you lift those people out of poverty, they're able to adapt to the climate change and stuff like that. Yeah, and so that could have been that could have helped people like uh, countries like Zimbabwe <coughs> and Mozambique who were hit by the cyclone a dire thing. Exactly, yeah. that could have helped them so much. But where w- w- what is Zimbabwe right now? The GDP seventeen billion dollars. That's Whoa. it. That's it. Um, I'm pretty Mozambique, sure that, ha. Mozambique has land expropriation. Like huh. these are countries that literally these are African countries that are f- firstly next door, yeah, and secondly <laughs> these are African countries that I've never seen or haven't seen growth in a, in a long time, yeah, or yeah. substantial growth where they can actually pull people out of poverty. Huh. No wonder we have so many people coming to South Africa. Mm-hmm. And so what these climate uh, environments need to think is that firstly you need to get the basics right, which is economic growth. Because once you don't have that, it's really hard to actually avert any type of danger. Exactly. You know, that could happen to any country in the world. So now, that's the problem. And, and another thing that you need to look at is why these people are so against the market. Why do they hate the market so much? It's, it, because, because the market, I think for me, because the market takes money
0: out of their hands. That's okay. the reality. And, this is, and now even, um, I had a debate, another debate on this on Facebook of, uh, about this issue where we spoke about how many of these environmentalists or socialists right yeah they want the state to take over these um oil companies and everything like that and then they and they have this thing of decarbonization where they which basically means that we must become forcibly less reliant on um carbon Mm -hmm. so um and 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 if you look at um was it aoc's green new deal as well yes yeah she (laughs) If you look at the deal, it requires a fundamental change in people's lives. She wanted to control like the public transport system, limit yeah. how many times people can fly, all of that mm. stuff, you know? And and it's just like this whole totalitarian socialist movement. Mm. And there was this other author, I forgot his name, but I think he's South African. I don't know. He could be, I don't know. But um, he wrote about this, and he even said there has to be an alliance between socialists an environmentalist. He calls this the green-red alliance. <laughs> so, th- th- if this guy is listening to it, he knows who he is, right? Yeah. So, and he was saying that there should be social ownership of renewable energies, which is, in, in, in my, when I when the way I interpret it, it means um, state ownership of these things. Yeah. So, the state must control these companies yeah, yeah. so that the environment can be saved because right now, if you don't do anything, any it, it's going to be so bad, everyone's going to die and everything like that and, and, uh, we were all going to be like the day, you know, <laughs> that movie, like the day of the tomorrow. Like yeah, everything yeah. just goes crazy. And, and this is the problem. They don't like it when people think for themselves. And they yeah. think they've been sent by God to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that just pisses me off,
2: man. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, uh, you must look at the amount of politics there's in, in mm. this whole uh, climate change thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's not enough science behind it. That's why they need politics to propagate it mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, I think the whole thing is just a fraud because, you know, uh, other ideas, other scientists who say otherwise, they don't get uh, any uh, any time on media all? Or yeah. at all. Um, when you look at uh, the papers that they refer to yeah. and uh, the conferences that they've had, they sort of selectively choose scientists who already agree with this concept of clim- climate change yeah. so they 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 uh, really don't want anyone to oppose them from upfront mm-hmm. you know the people say they, then they come with a statement that says 90% of scientists agree with yeah. this but been, those people have been Carefully selected because they already agree with their idea. Yeah. No? yeah. So it's not sci- science. It's really politics.
1: Yeah. And science, science doesn't have a, uh, a consensus. There's people that think differently. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like econ- economists. They think differently to how the economy can can really thrive. And that's the issue with these social. They think that everyone thinks along the same lines. Yeah. Totalitarian, totalitarian, yeah, and all those type of you know uh, schools of thought, which is weird mm. and. And scary at some point, you know, because how many people can you? How many people who are desperate and don't don't have that much of education can be wooed by these people? Yeah. yeah. How it, many How many times do you hear in South African politics? I'll give you uh, of people giving out handouts. Yeah. Just to win. Just to win. Um. Elections. Uh, elections. Yeah. How many people do you hear that? No, the state is gonna own everything. Yeah. And we're gonna give you utopia or yes. You know, heaven on earth. Like you know, these type of things are just scary. How could you? It's scary to the point where even people that think differently are scared to come out. You know what I mean? They're scared to talk about the fact that this will not work. cannot do heaven on earth. Exactly. There is no heaven on earth. And There's no perfection.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a diversity of views out there, and people need to become aware of them, especially even on this climate issue. And then, mm-hmm. and again, the guys that are debates on this issue... Um, they, they've, they've already put us in a box Okay, we also put them in a box But, you know, they, they yeah, put us yeah. in a box So, like, they'll say, yeah, all you Jordan Peterson fans Are, are climate <laughs> deniers, you know Yeah. Because, you know, and, and, and that's the thing it's, it's, it's almost like as if um, They've already made that assessment of you Before they know what you yeah, state, what you state. Yeah, And yeah, if yeah. you look at Bjorn Lomberg, His assumption is that There is man-made climate change, right mm-hmm. But yeah. he says that, look We need to allow people. We need to allow them to develop using coal energy, and then over time, when their economic prospects change, we can go into these more renewable ones. I mean, the first one is nuclear, Mm. right? We had the nuclear deal, which was rejected. I felt that, in my opinion, as good as nuclear was, I still felt that, um, you know, it was too expensive. I think it had to be privately funded. It had to. There had to be a market incentive for it. Mm -hmm. You know. there's a guy by the name of Sean Mfunza Mula. I want him on this podcast. I hope he's listening to this. But mm-hmm. he wrote an article about um, how, uh, you know, if we go into this nuclear deal, it'll be catastrophic because we don't we don't have enough money as, yeah, as, a, yeah. as the government, uh, like they ever do. But anyway, but uh, I, I think that uh, you know, just you know, on this climate issue, I mean, clearly it's not like any of us want the world to burn. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want the world to burn yeah. and get hotter. But definitely we need to make we have to have we have to have solutions that make sense, you know, as opposed to you're just, um, yeah, just blabbing out and making ridiculous yeah. predictions like the world's going to end in twelve years and yeah. and all of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's so nonsensical, really. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, and, and it's so polarized now that even if you appear just off the climate alarmist position. They'll say you're a climate denier. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and yeah. and and that for me is uh, it, it's crazy. You know, we actually should get a, a scientist on the show. Yeah, you know, someone I? anyone who studies climate uh, science, you know, just put your yeah. you know put your details in the description box and uh, yeah. okay, not your number and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? Just say, hey, my name in is in the Rachel. comments.
1: Yeah, just give us the emails and yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll give you the email. Just drop yeah, us a line. Drop and, us a line, please, guys. And we and we'll bring you on. Uh, but uh Jabula, yes. yeah, taking away from this climate thing, yeah. <laughs> um How do you? How do you? Th- from your point of view, what role do you think the state is uh, supposed to play, and where do you think it will be best suited, particularly in South Africa? In South Africa, uh, you know, as
2: far as climate change is no, concerned. No, no, no. Just in general. general. Just uh, in general.
1: How, what role do you think the state should um, play?
2: I think, of course, the, the the role of the state should be limited. Uh, when you look at the history of the world, uh, you know it's funny how we derived all our constitution, the way we do things, from the West and we just take it uh, to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, when y- th- there were schools before there was government in the world, there was roads, there was b- uh, businesses, mm-hmm. there was everything else, people were alive. But there was a need, uh, especially as far as defense is concerned, to have sort of a government for defense and for uh, the ju- uh, judiciary, mm-hmm. as well as uh, trade between countries. Other than that, uh, I think government involvement in anything is not necessary.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: so we should limit as much as possible I mean the proof is, is, is in our face that anything that government touches it, it just goes another way yeah. be it education uh, be it uh, SOEs, anything that got uh, some government involvement in it it doesn't usually doesn't work mm-hmm. and it's not just in South Africa it, it all over the world so we need to gi- uh, limit government involvement and uh, promote more of uh, privatization of the market mm-hmm. i think that will help us in a great way yeah because i mean like people running the soes mm, uh, company sapc like sapc can lose 10 billion this year they still get paid nobody's going to be fired yeah. <laughs> another, bailout. <laughs> yeah, another bailout but if you're running that as a private company someone definitely must be fired because you, you are there to make a uh, profit mm-hmm. you are not there to lose money mm-hmm.
1: So- And you're losing other people's money. And yeah, and you're losing other people's yeah, money. Yeah. That's
2: what happens when you you, you uh, want to fulfill your goals using other people's money. You sort of don't care. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think uh, Thomas Sowell spoke about this thing that, you know, when you take somebody out to a restaurant uh, and they don't have to pay, they order the nicest thing on the menu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yes. when you now, imagine I'm taking you out now. Mm-hmm. And I want to impress you. Yeah. Imagine now I'm using uh, somebody else's money. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be. Because I'll go uh, all the way, try to impress you because I'm not paying for it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So that, that's what's happening. We're doing a lot of things to buy votes from people uh, to maintain our political, political position because we are not paying for it. Okay. So I think more privatization. You know, whenever you talk about that, people say, no, these are strategic assets. i oh, what is strategic about SAA? I mean, yeah. there's so many <laughs> other airlines. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's where the people stop because they've been told it's strategic. But how yeah. is it strategic? Yeah, how? I well, mean, anyway. how, how much money must you lose? Uh, uh, will it still be uh, strategic if you lost one trillion uh, mm. rent uh, per year? Yeah. Is it at what cost?
3: Dude.
2: Well, th- that's where the problem is. Anything that's got government is because people who are there don't lose anything by it not performing. Exactly. You still get bonuses. I don't know. I know that uh SOEs will get like three bonuses a year. Whoa. Yo, for what? <laughs> <laughs> for what? Let's man? get another bailout,
0: guys. We get yeah. another bailout, you get another bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Come, on, Come on, let's That's do it.
2: Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Increase uh, the cost. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that money could be used to improve other things like uh, education Patient, and, yeah. and many other, like uh, healthcare. you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no need like keeping SAPC with the government. Of course, I think they want to have some control in media so they can push their ideas. But I don't think the cost is justifiable. Mm
1: -hmm. When you and uh, when you talk about these uh, like strategic assets, like at the end of the day, even if it's a private, the only thing that it's supposed to be doing is giving goods and services to to the individuals. Yeah. And that increases living standards. Yeah. yeah. So what? What's the difference between that and a private uh, and a, a public company? You know, it just a private company can also be strategic if you think about it yeah. from that from from that lens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be giving. The whole point is to give service and goods to the yeah. people of South Africa that are willing to buy it, and if it's of quality. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Why should it be a strategic? What makes you think that this person in uh, SAA is strategic? Poor people don't even go on SAA. Poor people, <laughs> those that's why they're supposed to be going to. They go on Kulula. <laughs> ah, sorry. They don't even go anywhere. They take buses. They no, take but buses. You know, the having
2: SAA creates this ego that we have our own airline. Yeah. But that's costing us a lot of bucks to have yeah, that. To have yeah. our own airline. So uh, when maybe our top politicians they go overseas, oh, yeah. we have a South African airline. Other than that, there's nothing strategic about it. Mm. And also,
1: like all these. Why is why is Fly SFA not a um, a South African comp like oh, they speak about SAA like we have an airline. Yeah. So Fly SFA is a South African airline. Yeah, yeah. Kolula is a South African airline. Yeah. Mango is a South African airline. Owned by the state. Okay, okay. Mango's okay, owned except by Mango. The, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, cool, Fly SFA is owned by the state. No, no, Fly SFA is owned by it's a private company. It's right? a private company. It's owned by SFA, I think. Yeah. So I think it's owned by SFA. And Kome. Komee is Kome is the holding company. Um, they operate as British Airways yeah, in yeah. South Africa.
1: Okay. Yes. okay. Well, nonetheless, it's a South African company. Flies. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, these are the type of brands that are putting South Africa on the map, and they yeah. should be expanded. So, I don't understand why people don't like. South Africans themselves to be the brand of South Africa? Why does it need to be yeah, the state? Yeah.
2: It's is crazy because, I, mean, it, I mean, if it's, it's a South African owning it, it makes much more sense than uh, government owning it.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, I, I probably that's what I would prefer, you know, mm-hmm. if it's possible. Otherwise, anybody else can buy it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know? exactly. The, and the fact is, you want people to be able to travel. We have enough airlines in South Africa and uh, which SA is, is one of, so there's nothing really strategic about
1: them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and other other comp and other companies yeah. as well so is i mean well you could say something about the post office but ah <laughs> uh, no the post office no <laughs> y- you can remove it i mean like you we have take a
0: lot we have it uh, exactly amazon a lot can take that capacity yeah easily yeah, easily. yeah. And, I mean, I mean, and, and at least uh, and at least at that point i mean you'll get better service you know because your post office you walk in there and uh
2: my goodness
0: yo guys are chilling yo guys (laughs) on their phone where are they chilling oh what's up like you know the worst thing is that like even when you want to renew your license there and everything oh my goodness oh it's such a bad
1: experience you know dude any any, when you go to any government owned entity whether it's department or a company it's just like
2: You don't want to go yeah, yeah,
1: you know what? You feel sad as a South yeah. African, right? You feel, you know, like, home affairs, bro. Who wants to go to home affairs? You get better oh.
0: service from the guy who actually wants to take photos outside. You get better service yes, from, him, from him, from the
1: department. Then from the department. The department doesn't even want to take photos. That's all. <laughs> a- and the guy like, hey, photo. F-. I photo mean, they
0: sit you down. They ask you, hey, how are you doing? What, what, what? Can you just stand it's here? A
1: pleasant, it's a pleasant experience exactly. compared to, you know. And he's got some, it's a small setup. Just a sh- like zank. Yeah. And then Alfred, his camera, and he's like, you know, yeah. and a happy face, a smiling yeah. face. Yeah. He's like, here's a picture, man. Yeah. go inside. You no, know, that's all. Like, dude. But when I go to, home my face. Long-ass line. Woman, like, there's only, like, two tellers that and are working. And i just After
2: like, standing on the line for an hour, they tell you, oh, you're in the wrong queue. Yeah, you're not. Let's go to the <laughs> other queue. Or, Or the light
0: will be full and then like they'll just say, Oh, we're going on lunch now. Oh, where the other people? Oh, they're on lunch. (laughs) And then you see some guy coming from the back there is just chilling, chatting loud and everything, like, bruh. Get
1: behind the till and work, Dude. And, yeah. then, and and and, yeah. then, and they finish uh, work at three o'clock. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Why would you like? What company ends What company is it? you three o'clock in to afternoon. <laughs> exactly. What? Why? Uh, I, Why? I think
2: we, we there's something we can do about it. Um, one of them is allowing people to take videos uh, as soon as they go, go, go in in any uh, government uh, department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you should be able to take videos that could be u- uploaded online somewhere, and some of must take decisions. Uh, to fire or correct whatever is happening there, because you know we're not. It, sometimes they even if you try to take, view, they threaten in you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know why. You know, one one time I went to do the passport with my wife, so yeah. we're on the queue. Everything is fine, mm. and then we I think we were about to take the photos inside. So there's a guy who's operating the camera there. All of a sudden, he stands up and leaves. Yeah, <laughs> without saying anything, like okay, maybe this guy yeah, is yeah. just getting some, and the guy is not coming back. Ha. Like, oh, what's happening here? <laughs> no, now being frustrated, you know, and uh, calling the manager, who also uh, didn't care at all. Said yeah. no, there's some problem. That they're still trying to resolve but Why couldn't the guy t- uh, tell us at least exactly. what's happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think allowing people to take videos um, and using the those videos to to make calls. Uh, about improving service, I think it, it will help us in the, in in the long uh, yeah in the long run yeah know. in the long run yeah. And
0: talking, of, I I I wish I did that before. I also had a bad experience at Home Affairs. I was collecting my ID, uh, the new ID card, and what was interesting was that there was a it was for collections. Yeah. And the line was going out of the office. Whoa. <laughs> so I got there like at nine and they were going to close at 11. I was waiting there, you know, the sun was hot, you know, heating. They yeah, were going to close you at know. 11. Yeah. I don't, but, but the sun was, you know, when the sun hits yeah. here at the back of your neck, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Feel, I was feeling that, <laughs> bro. That's how bad it was. Then this lady comes through, guys, um, we're closing the doors now. And everyone was like, "Uh oh, 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 hey, what are you doing? Why are you closing the doors? Oh, yeah, we've been here for, since, since seven o'clock. We've been waiting here to do collection, what, what, what. And then she was closing the door and then like, another guy just came and then he stopped her and yeah. then he got inside. He's like, I am not leaving until I get my ID. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get it today. <laughs> and I mean, this, this is the type of service that you have, but... You have to fight with someone to give you a service. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, and then uh, the following week, yeah. and I have to give props to this person, the same, way, the same situation, and they're about to close. So then what he said was that, okay, guys, all the guys that are collecting, please come inside. Yeah. The people that are applying, please come back on... Uh, you on, know. On, so what he did was they they, they they he got everybody inside and closed the door yeah and then some of the guys that are at the back they just said no just come back on monday right and then everyone the guys that collected everyone got what co- time was this like it was on a saturday oh, that was okay. the only time i could collect it okay, yeah. okay. so th- and and the thing was just that I, I wish i knew who that guy was but big ups to that guy
1: but you know what i'm trying to say like it like it, you it, know but that's the thing it, like please. yeah like just do your job yeah you know what i mean like yeah. I, I, I had the same situation but I was like, cool, Oh. and um, <laughs> dude it was like it was the day before a public holiday oh. and they always tell you never go to court <laughs> a day before public holiday Yeah, that's not a good idea these niggas <laughs> close at 11 a.m. brah and uh, and and what it says on the on the website it says it closes at 12 whoa so it closed one hour earlier and I'm there going to deliver documents then I see nobody at those at those talent telo- at the at the cash yeah. the cashier and I'm just like Where's everyone else? And they're like, no, just go upstairs and go into the office and hand it in there. Dude, when i get in there this guy's eating chicken <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying the chicken he's like you should have came earlier and i'm like bro why are you guys even closing at 11. Exactly. he's supposed to be closing at four like yeah. it's your you your yeah. court why are you closing here he's just eating the chicken with his bread and i'm
3: like
2: coming back to dito's plan i think that what it doesn't address the inefficiencies in government i yeah. think they're also have a bad effect on in, in businesses and mm. in, in growth as a whole. Mm, mm. You know, and I've had stories of uh, government uh, department buying you know, like some like a, a pellet, you know, the wooden pellet, yeah, for five thousand rand each. i like, oh. <laughs> is this even possible? <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of uh, that kind of. Thing uh, that has happened in government: a lot of inefficiencies and a lot of also mm-hmm. manual processing mm. and corruption. Yeah, which makes it more difficult <laughs> for government to make any savings or just business to operate. Now, imagine if you are running a business, you have to go somewhere and wait for your license. It takes days. I don't know why you have you to take, to yeah. take weeks or days. There's a lot of those things. Or right? those
1: are municipalities where um, electricity will be off for like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, like, how is someone supposed to operate under those conditions? Yeah. Like, and the thing is that, what's even scary is that they don't care. But it's like you don't want to care for your citizens. Like, you don't want to make your citizens' life much more easier. You want to make it more difficult. And when we complain, you tell us that we're being bougie you or know we're being pri- <laughs> <we're> privileged. <laughs> I,
2: I was. Uh, I, I used to stay in, in in Pine Town before I moved back to Pretoria. Yeah. Uh, they were busy with the upgrade of some road, uh, main road in in Pine Town. So there was uh, a couple of shops in a shopping complex. Uh, one shop was uh, doing swimming pools, maintenance and selling uh, you know, spares. Now, they actually written they closed down. They wrote on the note that they closed down because you know, the, the repair of the road has taken so long that uh, customers are not able to access the shop. Sure. So they had to close down because of that. Because I mean, just that repair took way long. Way so people couldn't get to the shopping center yeah so yeah. they have to close down. sure so okay, that's what it does the business
1: eh? you just doing like so many businesses in one call yeah you yeah know. yeah and you know like some of the things i always ask myself Do you can get any tom and the tom Ticket, and harry off the street to like paint a wall or yeah a, uh, fix a road like a pothole yeah. yeah just get these beggars off the street they eh? give them a young you know what 300 an hour or whatever they can whatever you guys uh, can afford and yeah. then just say just paint this this war just fix this wall, That's what you must do. Like simple things that these niggas don't want to do. They have to carry yeah. out a tender <laughs> <laughs> just to do that. Like, bro, why? Well and, then, no, that and that company
0: must have like 70% black Black, Black or oh, They like, must have a certificate uh, and all of that. that
2: right? That's why the biggest problem is, because now, the tender process, uh, just let's say a tender is worth uh, one million. By the time mm-hmm. the tender is out, government will have spent actually more than one million because of all the uh, bureaucracy in the system. Yeah. Yo. Because there should be a tender system some no. people are uh, fully t- full-time employed to administer that system mm-hmm. to issue out tenders to evaluate them and so forth when you, you look at the whole chain mm. we spend more money sometimes <laughs> in some instances than the value of the tender Take itself sure. yeah. no th- there were some estimations in the past that uh, th- for every hundred uh, rendered government spent the actual uh, money that goes to the actual product. Is is ten bucks. So there's like ten percent efficiency. Yo, yo. Because all of all the chains that the pro yeah, the, product, yeah, the yeah, process that yeah. they have Jeez. to
1: go through. And you guys like you yo. talking talking about the
0: state, um you also did a video yeah. on um gun ownership. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know we clearly we can't rely on the state to um protect you know us. to protect us. I mean we I remember I, I think it was the commission of police. He even said that the police has become an all-purposes agency and therefore because of that they don't have capacity to, f- to fulfill its mandate
2: yeah yeah
0: and then when, when i heard that i was worried and i'm like well i need to it's either i get private security yeah or i get a gun or something like that because <laughs> yeah. really you, you you can't rely on the police now yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah your gun ownership video tell us about that walk us through it like what was it about why did you do it all of that
2: yeah, uh, of course we have a problem of crime in South Africa, and uh, yeah. the problem is uh, almost all the majority of people who own guns are criminals. Yeah. So uh, they know at the moment they point the gun at you, nothing is going to happen to them. Yeah. And uh, I mean it's a complex of problem. One of uh, it's inefficiency in, in policing. And then the, the apprehension rate is less than ten percent. So it means. Uh, uh, if a thousand people commit crime, it's uh, about hundred that's gonna even uh, be arrested or less, yeah. and then of that hundred, the conviction rate is pe- is less than eleven percent. Sure. So what basically means you can uh, do crime and g- is, is you, you are likely you. to get away with it. <laughs> Nothing's is no. gonna happen to you. Yeah. So that's a problem, and uh, you know, with the constitution, uh, we all have right to life. You know, I don't think you have, can have a right to life if you don't have a right to self-defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean, if the guy comes to you, to your house at uh, eight hours or the morning, he's not coming there to say hi to you or drink <laughs> coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as much as, you know, we are allowed sort of uh, to have guns, but uh, the laws around circumstances where you can shoot or defend yourself, no. making it impossible to own a gun, even just the process of uh, getting the gun itself, there's some police department, they have to arbitrarily uh, decide if you're going to get it or not. Nobody knows what the criteria is. <laughs> no,
3: to get a gun. Yeah, just to get
2: a gun. You just apply, ah, it, oh, no, you don't need a gun. So a lot of people now will have to say, no, they're doing sports competition to get a gun. If you say you're getting it for uh, self-defense, you're unlikely to get it. Yeah. Sure. So we have a problem that is does not, uh, there's, I think police is enough but we have uh, a lot of crime. So the way it's happening, it's impossible for police to cover all the areas. So the, f- the primary, the first line of defense is people to defend themselves. Yeah. You know, so that's where gun uh, ownership matters. You know, I think it will significantly lower crime, uh, just like in any other countries mm-hmm. where they have uh, liberal gun laws. So because, I mean, uh, if somebody will come to your place, you'll have to think twice, cause could be facing anything there exactly yeah so right now it's uh, it's like a gang state because i know they are the only ones who have guns so yeah yeah we, we have to empower i mean all the women that uh, women that get raped if mm-hmm. they had a gun probably they would have prevented some uh, rape uh, happening exactly mm-hmm. so we need to give people that power to defend themselves even using guns yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I, d- I agree with that like um I was, I, I shared, okay, I know I have a lot of these battles on Facebook, but I had another incident on Facebook where um, I actually shared a video of a, of, a, of a girl, I don't know if you've seen this video before, but this woman was actually walking somewhere, yeah. and then this guy actually got out of a car and tried to, I think, probably apprehend her and put her in yeah. the vehicle, and then she took out a gun and she shot him, Yeah. and then, you know, and then I said, look, you see, this is competent gun ownership at yes. work, because yeah. let's say she didn't have a weapon, would have been another missing woman alert, yeah. and then... You find, and chances are, usually in those situations, the woman gets killed, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have another gender-based violence march. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, and, and again, this is not to criticize the people that do the march. I mean, they have good intentions, and yeah. you know, they, they're justified in doing the march. But the, the problem is that even when you they, 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 when we, when we suggest solutions, they don't want people to own a weapon. I, I remember Big Daddy Liberty, a uh, sibling He even yeah, went yeah. out to Cape Town, yeah. and he supported the march. And he asked these ladies how about people owning guns? And a lot of people are like, yeah, it's actually a good idea. Yeah. Why not? Some of them didn't even think about it. Yeah. But then there's this one lady who's like, no, we as women now, we are angry. Now you're going to give an angry woman a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, she's got a point. But I, I mean, I think, you know, that's also kind of looking down upon women saying that yeah. like, they, can't think. They, yeah, they're intellectually yeah. inferior. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, a rational individual who gets competent gun training yeah. will know how to use that weapon. And also, on top of that, I mean, uh, there's also a study that was done after the Sandy Hook massacre. I think we spoke about this in the in yeah. the very first... Um, I think you were the first guest yeah. on that show. Yeah. We spoke about that. And um, they showed that crimes... They did research. They showed that crime... Uh, not crime, sorry. That guns prevent 8 million cri- crimes a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And no one wants to talk about it's that. that. they always talk about the, the mass shootings and what, what. Yeah, but they'll never yeah. talk about how people actually defended themselves and there's so many mm. videos of crimes print being prevented because there was a competent gun owner at the crime scene
2: yeah <laughs> you know one of the things they they talk about uh, if you have a gun at home the kids will take it mm. and shoot it uh, wish you know, when you look at all the cases in the world that doesn't even account for one percent of
1: the killings okay yeah. yeah.
2: so we can it's, it's not non-existent mm-hmm. but people like to just latch on that but uh, I mean and
1: they use anecdotal evidence yeah you know, yeah like, yeah like, <laughs> like okay your friend killed a child yeah. okay that happens you know that's within the one yeah. percent but it's not like it's not gonna it's not like it doesn't a gun doesn't help yeah. that doesn't prevent actually crime from happening, 8 million crimes from happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the issue with that thing. And that's the, um, they make it, they, they, they come up with simplistic arguments to, to, yeah. s- to a solution that can actually make sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh,
0: it's I just... Mean, look at cars. How many people die because of car accidents every, I mean, yeah. every day when you're driving to work, oh, in Lumpopa on the N1, so many people died on a head-on collision mm, with a bus. Politicians are yeah. dying from head-on exactly. collisions. <laughs> imagine. Yeah. So now must nobody drive cars now? Because of that, yeah. I mean, even in London, I mean, the stabbings are crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. crazy. Yeah, we see that's the fine. police running away. Exactly,
2: <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah. and, and
0: and if those guys and if those guys could own a weapon, none of this would have happened. But the, the problem is they latch onto the situation where someone uses a weapon for mm. something bad, mm-hmm. and then they say, okay, now nah, nobody must own it, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah. people flipping speed and go three hundred k's on the highway. Yeah, I You know that's and. That's <laughs> what (laughs) (laughs) he didn't do that he's just bragging
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know um, one other reason why uh, you know gun laws are so important especially in america the the founders were also afraid of uh, government tyranny yes Mm -hmm. because now like in socialist countries can come to a point where government come to by force take your property Mm -hmm. so people have to be able to defend themselves from the government that was one of the reasons why they were so pro-gun, because when you look at the whole constitution of America, the intention was to limit the power of government. government. Yeah. And that's the whole and point uh, of a constitution. Yeah, and to give the power to the people, mm-hmm. even means defending themselves from the government.
1: Mm-hmm. And you see that a lot in Africa. These dictators, these military dictators, yeah. come with guns, their armies, and just terrorize and suppress and oppress the, the, the population at large. And now... That's uh, now they they forced to live in a socialist society. One thing I'm happy is that South Africa has South Africa has like three million gun owners, right? Yeah. Just over three million gun owners, and you know, just in that shows that you know, people actually have power in their hands. Yeah. You know, once when the government, once you once a government does that, yeah. I don't even think you can call it a government. I think you can just uh, it's a it's a. It's guerrilla warfare.
0: Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> it's your property, and they're coming to your to property your. to take it away from you by force. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. You you should be able to defend yourself. Like they like, do that.
1: I, I don't I don't remember if you saw that uh, protest where in Zimbabwe when they were having a protest recently. And uh, police services were just beating the, the crap out yeah, of yeah. out of protests. That's what happens. Yeah. Bruh, and I'm just <laughs> like, Bruh, it's the human right to protest, and just beating the crap out of them <laughs> on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, those. Are what, that's one of the main reasons why Zimbabwe will never make it. Yeah. yeah. This is one of oh, never make it under Emerson. You can't just do that, dog. You can't just deny people their basic human rights, and beat them in on top of that. Yeah. And and that's that's another reason why people need. Cano- uh, to yeah. own guns, just to well, protect ourselves no, from arbitrary governments.
2: Yeah, and it, the, the the shops that are actually selling guns, it seems like there's too much regulation there. This the, we hardly see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a, a, just a normal nine millimeter could spend up to ten thousand. What I think, I'm no. telling you. <laughs> so that's why that's what also discourages gun ownership because it becomes so expensive, expensive because yeah. it's sort of uh, monopolized and. Too much. There's too much government control on mm-hmm. it, so we need to find ways of uh, having giving people better access to guns at uh, cheaper prices, so it can encourage them getting. I think this is really, really, mm-hmm. really important. And
0: you know, one thing that um, a lot of people who are I wouldn't say anti-gun, but like uh, you know, um, uh, they're, they're not comfortable, skeptical about guns. Yeah, about guns. Yeah. They, what they they have this idea that if if um you go to a gun, if we make guns readily available at the shops, then Therefore, anyone can just buy it, and I'm like, no. I mean, what you can, you need a license, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then once you get the license, you can buy. It. And they think that there'll be more criminality, and I'm like, no. Think about it. Where do the criminals get their guns from? Do they actually go to the gun shop and buy them? Where really? do they? Get it? They get it from the police yeah, office, yeah, the corrupt yeah. police officers, mm-hmm. black market deals, yeah, um, yeah. where they. Sh- Illegal shipments and everything, and then SARS just looks over it with a blind eye. Well, most so of the most it. of the
1: guns found in the Cape Flats and in Cape Town in general are from a police uh, police licensed guns. You see, so, so yeah, police saw, sell those guns to 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 criminals and gang members in Cape Town.
0: So if and and again and now if you are limiting the citizens' ownership of you create guns, a black market. Yeah, you, 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 you you create a, market. a black yeah. market, and on top of that, you make citizens more vulnerable because yeah. you're not blocking. The, the source of guns that are actually provided to the criminals. You yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. actually they're regulating this law abiding citizens. It really yeah, yeah. So it's like saying that like, you know, if um because now these guns are being used by criminals, now you're gonna squeeze mm-hmm. the source from where it's not coming from Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's like you 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 see the problems is in pipe a yeah Yeah. but then you squeeze pipe b yeah yeah yeah. you know okay yes you see what i'm saying but then pipe a is still getting all all the the. all the the flow Mm -hmm. that's the thing and that's exactly what's happening that's what i think
2: the criminals always have access to guns regardless what what laws you make Mm -hmm. and they're coming to the states i mean uh the police i think in the video i shared, i think they've lost now for, I think, the past five years, about 25,000 guns from the police station. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> lost. So lost. Is, yeah, it's lost. <laughs> lost. <laughs> so, the, the, the <laughs> that's a problem. Right? Uh, yeah. If you want to empower the people, then they should have also power to protect themselves.
3: Exactly. I mean,
2: just think about it. People who try to make these laws, they have 24-hour bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Like. No, uh, why do you need bodyguards if yeah. you think guns is not a, it's f- not a yeah. good thing? In fact, and like, the
1: bodyguards yeah. have guns. And yeah. Yes, and what's scary, even scary about these these politicians is that they they don't want us to protect them so- ourselves, but they still take the budget for for the police yeah. and give it to the politicians for their VIP protection. Imagine that. And I'm just like, <laughs> yo, you guys are really, you guys don't give a fuck about us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's, it's classic hypocrisy.
3: <laughs> yeah. but, you know,
1: we, dude, these Americans will have like. One politician will have like eighty four uh, bodyguards yeah. that's assigned to them. Eighty four. Mm, eighty four. And they'll have a couple each day. So they'll uh, just they'll rotate. Say, they'll say it's job creation, okay. Dog. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> that's why you that's why you see police uh police p- police stations with security at them. <laughs> and i'm just like wow bro even the police need uh, security this is unbelievable no, bro it's crazy it's crazy man it's crazy i can't believe it so yeah co- competent gun ownership is required in these situations look i'm not a fan not that i'm not a fan but i don't um, this is why I, I think the government is needed to protect us yeah because i feel like a why why should i be walking around in the streets in in in, in any street like for example in yeah. town and feeling unsecure you know what i mean yeah. like like someone's gonna check my shit like i should I should be feeling like that's that should be the last thing on my mind yeah yeah and but in a situation such as south africa you you have no choice you have no choice i don't think people should be in a in a in a, in a better place i don't think people should be having guns if there's a uh, good police force mm-hmm. why you need a gun there's police force right there yeah. but um in situations such as South Africa, you need to look at the, the last resort is getting a gun. Because yeah. the only way yeah. to survive. I,
0: I, I can imagine if Mbiake was here. How would you respond to that? You would say, That's why we don't need government. It's, it's, no, he's, he's gonna say, Okay, you, you have a strong police force in the government, mm. and then when the, when the state wants something from you, they're gonna use that same police oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on you, so therefore, you yeah. need a gun regardless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what actually happened. I, I can,
0: there. I can, yeah, so if you're watching this, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm in Piakie in spirit, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> um, yeah, just talking. Yeah, talk, talking about that, right? I just I wanted to also mention that a lot of people put a lot of trust in the state as yeah, well, yeah. and uh, they don't see how that power that the state has can be used against them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's it's it, and I'm glad you actually mentioned that thing about the United States because um, they were trying to show that look, yes, the government has power, but also need to give power to people as yeah, well yeah. to balance it out. So I think. Yeah, I think personally that's uh, for me is a. Uh, that's why I say we need guns. I mean, I don't have a gun, but hey, man, uh, if push comes to right. shove, hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm gonna yeah. have to get one, and I, and that's why I I need that option available. But I mean, just from your perspective, really, what do you have to say about people? What do you have to say to people who um, put a lot of trust in the state and don't really see how the power the power of the state can be used against them? What do you have to say to those guys?
2: Yeah, I I think uh, a lot of people have mentioned the fact that a a lot of people depend on government as if they're the source of a solution or some solution, but the government usually is actually the problem or source of the problem. Uh, I think with the South African uh, politics, uh, looking at the past, uh, there's always been this push for collectivism that Mm -hmm. government must administer. Uh, I think because of our past but when you look at all the cases, uh, like in the case of the economy now, all the problem with the Guptas, in all those cases, the government has been the problem actually. Yeah. So somehow, I think we grow up with understanding that government should, government sort of become like this god who mm-hmm. must solve all our problems. So they have extended their scope to anything that they possibly can. So this, I I think is is dangerous. I don't know how we exactly got there, but these people assume so much trust or give too much trust uh, to government. Mm-hmm. I think it's very dangerous. Uh.
1: And government for the last century or so or more has been a source of South African problems. You yeah, know, yeah, yes. British yeah. colonialism, apartheid, yeah. and now ANC. Yeah. Like, oh, our, the biggest impediment to uh, um, people of South Africa, particularly black people, has been government. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't understand why people are still ready, so many people are still ready to 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 surrender their power to government. I just don't understand why. Why is such, what's this love for government? Why do you think that government can make your life better, that better than you can make your own life better? And that's, and that's it's just scary because you are essentially replaying the many horrors of the past. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now we've seen too many things happen that the ANC government has committed, you know, and you could put that on on, on par with what apartheid did. Yeah. You could put that on par with what uh, colonialism did. Mm-hmm. And sure, so, go, sure, so government is black, but it doesn't mean that government cannot do bad. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. That's the thing that I have an issue with. Like, just because the government is black, they have some sort of you know in um, inherent ability to be to be good to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just it's just poor thinking, you know, poor yeah. reasoning, dog like you should the only person that should have more power than yourself is is god Definitely. You know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's the only power or exactly. nature or yeah. nature yeah. even but yeah, like never true. someone another human being over your life yeah that should never be the case man agree
0: mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all right man um let's move on to another topic um this is a. Quite an interesting one. The topic, the topic of immigration. So this has been a hot topic over the past few yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened, um, you know, like with the protests and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. even uh, what is it? I think was it was it Newsroom Africa as well. There was that other guy, I forgot his name, where he was talking about uh, how the foreigners or you know, like are bad and everything and whatever and whatever.
1: He had that interview in Newsroom.
0: Yeah, he he he, he said quite. Um, interesting stuff you know um can you say i don't know if it's xenophobic but he was yeah. look i mean I, I i i'm still on the fence on this issue and i think um i don't know if my if the listeners know this but like i haven't been commenting much on this yeah I, if you saw on facebook i always comment on other things but the immigration one i'm still on the fence i mm, mean yes yeah. i want free movement of people yeah but at the same time when i read the works of like thomas saul and so yeah. forth about cultures and so forth yeah. um there's also that need to also bring in the best in the country, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like for example, I mean, um, you know, we, you saw what happened now with um, in the United States, they want the open borders, not because of the free movement of people, they're using the free movement of people, the Democrats, sorry, are using the free movement of people as a means to secure their electoral future, yeah. so that people can vote on the left, of course, yeah. and then they bring in socialism. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But the, and, and that's just for the United States alone. Well, but it's then
1: also, in, it's also for- uh-huh. Uh, South Africa as well, like You're right. EFF and that, yeah, they want open borders as well, so that they can bring more people to vote for more welfare and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, from my point of view, that's what they want. They don't want this. They, they want more people to come into South Africa so that they okay. can have of course, more yeah. voting. That's uh, the uh, A much plan. more bigger voting block mm. for so them. And so
0: I know. And other and other for yeah. me, my my uh-huh.
1: stance on immigration. Is I think that the the country itself needs to regulate who comes in and in and out okay the people that obviously the people that want to come go out they may of course you know but we also need to vet the guys that are coming in yeah as well and that's it's, it's the whole it's the whole principle of so- sovereignty you know what i mean the, cu- the country itself needs to be sovereign mm-hmm. yeah it needs to have the important. power t- yeah mm-hmm. it has to be have the power to regulate its own laws and immigration is one of those sure you want to have open borders but in the freedom of movement but how many? At what point do we stop having just people influx for the reason of it? And also, um, people that are just coming into the country, there could be criminals. If you have open borders and freedom yeah. of, it could be criminals mm-hmm. that could be coming over, doing whatever they may, but they're still coming over. Yeah, and that gives a problem to the people. You're putting the uh, the, the the safety of people in South Africa at risk. So yeah, I'm a liber I, I don't think I'm a libertarian in that sort. I'm a conservative. I feel like you know the people need to. The, the country itself needs to regulate who comes in and out.
3: Okay, yeah, and I'll, I have
1: no problem with being caught as I'm not a xenophobe, but I just think that okay, this is not open. This is not open season. You know what I mean? You wouldn't right. allow anyone to come into your house. Mm. Yes, no, you no, know what I mean.
0: F- 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 fair point. At um, least vet the
1: people that go out. Of your house. I,
0: I, I want to play devil's advocate for a bit here, yeah? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. so just so that people can understand which views are, are, are being pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like for example, um, a, a typical response would be that. Uh, well, we have criminals already in South Africa, all right? And also, and, and also at the same time, um, what they will also say is that, uh, you know, who is the government to tell me where I can go? But before, you know, I don't want to dwell on that too much. I just wanted to let the viewers know... Of those views as well, but yeah. um, Jabula, what are your views mm-hmm. <laughs> on immigration? I think Zozo and I will be we're exchanging back and forth. Yeah. What's up? Yeah,
2: uh, and, uh, there's Im- immigration laws for a reason in all countries, okay. and uh, one of those reasons, oh no, there was an out- outbreak of Ebola some time ago. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just don't control that, you can have people from other countries bringing Ebola. I'm just making an example. That's one of the reasons for I- immigration laws. Also, there's uh, a social compatibility problems that we have. I mean, South Africa is, is especially, we're still trying to integrate as a community, as a rainbow nation. <laughs> you know, To add the strain in that uh, work, uh, I think it's going to undermine all efforts. Because now, instead of having now 11 languages uh, or so many cultures, there's pe- people who come here in South Africa, they're not coming here. That's a problem to be South African. They're to come here and be their country in South mm-hmm. Africa.
1: <laughs> they're all here for the economic <laughs> yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's why when you go to other countries, you first must know their constitution, their uh, their, laws. Uh, uh, term, their laws, must speak English, must speak their language and so forth. But uh, there's many other effects of illegal uh, migration in South Africa, like uh, the provision of public services, like hospitals. Now, I've spoken to a lot of people who, you know, they try to go to a clinic. They go there early in the morning. There's a queue of hundred people. Mm. None of them South African. Mm. Go to the hospital, can't find a bed. Yeah, uh, people, there, none of them is South African. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. No, no, I've heard of that. Young. Yeah, yeah. the thing is, we have limited amount of res- resources, When when planning is done. Uh, maybe for this area is that they say there's a public hospital that's going to cover one million people. But now we, all of a sudden we have five million people. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to pay for the four million that mm-hmm. you didn't budget for? Mm-hmm. And okay. do we have enough resources? So what happens is the people uh, who are South African who are paying for these services, taxpayer, don't even have access to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's just uh, so much strain I- in this or it's so much demand in the services. yeah. yeah. So that's a problem that comes with it. Uh, in the area of tourism as well, you know we have so many young people who are unemployed. That's where the problem with minimum wage laws comes in as well. Mm. Now, the tourism industry to circumvent the issue of uh, wage laws and a lot of uh, labor instability that comes with hiring South Africans they prefer to hire
1: uh, not, um, foreigners. 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 Sorry,
2: Zimbabwe. But w- when you go to Cape Town, I mean, 90% to, hun- to maybe let me say to 99% of mm-hmm. people working there are not South Africans. So it creates a problem. We are creating unemployment for South Africans, mm-hmm. uh, 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 where else uh, other people can come and work. Mm-hmm. So. I'm uh, um, For immigration, I think we need to select who comes to a country. Oh, also, have a, uh, an issue with, of uh, crime. There's, oh no, there's a guy called Ananias Mate, one mm. of the biggest criminals <laughs> He was not South African. I don't Whoa, know, guys, wh- you know. What's his name? Ananias Mate. Mate. Okay, I've heard of that guy. He guy was crazy, uh, really crazy. Escaped from uh, maximum prison. Oh, I
0: know that guy. And they found he him in Bisa. Yeah. know
2: yeah,
1: Arun- <laughs> What was in info?
2: You know, it just he was doing heist, bank robberies, those kind oh, of things. he's from Mozambique. Yeah, not he was from yeah, yeah Mozambique. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like you're xenophobic. Uh, you're just trying to yeah. save yourself and yeah. vet people who, ch- who come to your country. In fact, we want people to come. People who are skilled who can help this country go forward. Mm. But you and know, also
1: who can contribute to the tax base. Yes. We yeah. Can, yeah.
2: Yeah. We can come and start their businesses here. But mm. we don't want anybody. We don't, don't want we, we don't want. Uh, any, we have to filter somehow mm-hmm. We have you to know have we filter.
1: Is, you know, like uh, you look like we don't want people that can just come here just to you know just to uh use our services and not give something back to south africa okay
2: you know what happened i actually uh, asked the university uh UK university when you look can you even go and uh, look at the people who are doing masters and phds which is usually sponsored by government or some local industries. Mm-hmm. It's hardly You can hardly find South African there, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if you guys are aware of this. No, no. So, yeah, People, I, in, yeah, people yeah, from outside, like no, uh, they know exactly where the loopholes are. So I just register for a master's at UKZN or mm-hmm. whatever. And I can so I'm for free. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, get my wife to come in. We have a baby, and that's the end of the story. So we we need to look at it. Uh, w- what has been disappointing, we always, uh, we see government always reacting when there's xenophobic uh, attacks, of which we all condemn. Yeah. But there's not been a, a, a position, certain position on illegal immigration, mm-hmm. how you we view it and how we wanna approach it. You hear people, oh, we condemn xenophobia, which is good, but where, w- the South Africans uh, stand on the issue of what's the foreign policy? Yeah, yeah, what's the mm. foreign policy?
3: Uh, and
0: you're right; there actually hasn't been a position on that on illegal immigration. Yeah, it's just that um, I'm just trying to think like how other libertarians would argue against this because I've, I've 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 seen American libertarians yeah. argue for stronger borders and everything like that. But it's in South Africa we have libertarians that actually uh, argue for yeah, yeah. more open borders and more freedom of freedom movement. Of movement. And um, I would like to know, I mean, if you are one of those people that have uh, views for open borders and what, I'd like to know what your arguments know, are me- on this.
1: I remember a libertarian telling yeah. me that uh, open borders uh, based on, is essentially the freedom of movement. Yeah. Once a person commits a crime, then they can be kicked out. They, then they can be deported, you know what I mean? At but I what like, cost? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> like, it depend, like, look at our police service. Okay. And our, our, mm-hmm. and our defense force. Like, what... Oh, what are the chances of that happening Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and also on top of that um he was talking about the fact that the the thing about your your, um government services because government services are free now anyone can get it yeah and he was saying that why is government anyway uh giving these services because if it wasn't government if it wasn't for government these people wouldn't be able to get services because they don't have money Mm. you see that's the thing and so they from that point of view they they averted from coming to south africa because they know they have to pay for the services that they require so uh, already they, already in option. their mind already in their mind they thinking to themselves why would i come here because i know i'm going to have to pay for hospital yeah. i know i'm going to have to pay for yeah. uh, security yeah. or a house i can't get a house for free um, i know i'm going to have to to get a to to, to get a job i'm going to have to show my it or something like yeah. that so that was one libertarian told me from the FMF. He was like, "Well, the the that's what that's basically how you avert open borders and um, immigration issues."
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, just to add on to that as well, I think that, that, for me that I think that's a good argument in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And w- there's also those foreigners as well, um, who will follow the the route, right? Yes, they'll actually come course. in and yeah. uh, they'll get there. Uh, yeah. We, have, we, don't, we don't have a green card but you know work permits yeah, and, and yes, so forth. Yeah, yeah. and then what they will do is they'll, they'll open a shop in the township and yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, and, 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 and actually sell goods and services yeah. and then what and what I the the problem I have is not that they do that but I see that a lot of the people um, in that don't they don't like it when foreigners own shops in the, the township and they don't, they don't like that they say yeah. that that is something bad <laughs> and I, I think, no, it's not. I mean, these guys, yeah. they see a gap in the market yeah, and they're yeah. providing a service yeah. and people are using it. And they employ. And, and they employ. Yeah. And they're actually helping South Africans because now there's a South African guy who's like, hey, I need some extra money. And here's a guy who's willing to use my garage as a shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, so, okay, yeah. fine. Go use my garage. Mm-hmm. You pay me rent. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think for me, that's a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've seen political parties like, I mean, uh, what the, the ATM, not like ATM machine, African tran- Transformational Movement, yeah. um, they wanted to put in laws that prevented foreigners from owning shops in... No, that, is, um, that is crazy. Yeah. I, I, and I think for me, the, 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 that, that is, yeah, it's madness. As, it's as, xenophobic. As, that, now, that is xenophobic yeah, because yeah. now, and I think also at the same time, is that the, 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 the positions have been conflated. So what happens is someone, like someone can be say, say, no, we need strong borders. Yes, and I don't mind foreigners selling stuff in the township. Then you have someone who says, "Oh, I have. We want. Um, we don't want foreign foreigners selling stuff in the township, and we must have strong borders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. So I think that also the the positions also need to be I was yeah. clearly yeah. defined because I can see from your guys' position, it's look. We need strong borders, but hey, foreigners want
1: to start a business. Yeah, no why not? Yeah. yeah, if you've already gone through the the legal processes, yeah. yeah, do what you must. Mm-hmm. You know, love us as a South African. However, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that there must be there must be something, because some, we say the same thing about investors. Mm-hmm. Investors are obviously going to follow the right path because they don't need that type of, those type of problems. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing with um, uh, people from wherever they're coming from, whether it's from Zimbabwe, wherever in Africa, and they're trying to cross the borders. They must also have a vetting process. Yes. And the defense force must also understand and give them, a, it must also be a simple process. Yes. It mustn't be a tedious, long-ass process. You yes. know what I mean? Someone's looking for asylum, okay, give them six months. And then after that, if they haven't found something, you try and make them find, you, you, you get them work. You can yeah. also have programs within the immigration system where, for example, yeah, someone comes for asylum, an asylum seeker. Yeah. And they're still trying to get uh, citizenship. You can get them a, a, a mini paying job, like let's say, for example, a, clean, a street sweeper. Those type of jobs okay. can actually help you yeah. know, South Africa. So, you know, you need to be flexible in your immigration policy. You must think, you must not be xenophobic, but you must also protect the sovereignty of your country at the same time. And also think about, you want foreign investors, but you're saying that foreigners must not be able to operate businesses in South Africa. The thinking does not, you know, it's a clash. There's so much hypocrisy on that. So we are not necessarily as conservative libertarians, we're not necessarily against immigration. We just want to be vet. We want to vet, yeah. And also, while we vet, we get people that are able to actually contribute to the tax base and actually contribute something to South Africa. Yeah. we don't want just loafers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the that maybe that's the point that we're trying to make.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. yeah and uh, the is around that, uh, people come across the border just to give birth here and go back. Uh, people are talking about movements uh, during the time where they pay social grants. There's a lot of movement is in the borders. Mm-hmm. People who come to get paid <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> and, yeah. and go, back. go back. Yeah, home,
2: yeah. <laughs> That is also crazy because we have also are constrained. We have uh, limited resources, financial resources. I mm-hmm. mean, if if you have uh, an, an, an infinite number of people that you need to pay, yeah. then it's not sustainable. Yeah. There, there should be some point where you you limit it. A lot of people who are on Sasa grants, a, a lot of them are not even South African. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I I heard it as yeah, someone who's selling works at a public hospital, yeah. said the same thing, that a lot of people, uh, even they say from Lesotho as well, they'll just yeah. come in and give yeah. birth, and then they <laughs> fill in the form,
2: then they go back. Yeah, and, go, and then you come monthly to collect the grant. Yeah, and then exactly, and go back, you,
1: yeah. Know, you know, and even like this is, I don't think any country will have, um, infinite resources like you can see with America itself it's it's struggling with the immigration policy and stuff like that and also you know the strain of social services that they have so you know at the end of the day that vetting people when they come into South Africa would be very useful so that yeah. you don't have to have issues where someone's just giving birth and then they bounce immediately afterwards after having completed their form and applied and uh, qualified for sasa grant you know what i mean yeah 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 you see? but and also uh, sorry for that no problem. and also you must avert any type sub- of incentive for people to come into south africa remove social welfare not only for south africans to start their own business and get jobs but you know to avert people that are coming here just for yeah. the social services and going back you know, and only coming back to, to collect and then going yeah. back home. You see, those are the type of things that, that will avert people coming to Africa. Yeah. They know they're not going to get things mahal. Okay. Now, mm.
2: another issue is uh, when you look at the, the the actual issue with immigration, people who are here illegally, they've overstayed their visas. Mm-hmm. So they people come as visitors, and then we don't have capability. Uh, we're not capable of tracking those people once they're inside yeah. the country to say, hey, yeah. this six Tent months is off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it happens like that. So it, it makes even vetting difficult because the person is saying, no, he's just coming for a uh, two weeks' visit. And then it disappears. Yeah, I think it <laughs> disappears. never know. We never know who It yeah. could be another <laughs> province altogether. Yeah. Now, you don't also want to over-regulate it because now it will kill the ter- tourism industry. Yeah. So now, how do you really vet people? How do you know if people is here? You know, in America, they're able to track you. In the, in the I think in UK, they're able to track you to some degree. But uh, people never say they're coming here to stay. They are relocating. They say no, they're coming here Just for holiday or, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah that's a, that's it's 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 quite interesting your viewpoints on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think both sides have merit. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's um, it's a uh, uh, if if someone wants um, strong borders, they're like xenophobic and stuff. I, there is merits on both sides. And also at the same time, I believe that you know, I mean, we should have some decent immigration policy mm-hmm.
3: Definitely. for for, for
1: yeah. South
0: Africans and oh, well for everybody really, because it has there has to be some sort of um, uh, what's the right word? There has to be some sort of um st- standard
1: that has to be reached. Yeah. You know, and, I, and, and yeah. I'm
0: cool with that. All right, guys. Um, I don't know.
1: Um, Zuzo, is there anything you no, want to say man, before this no, thing no, ends, no. man? No, 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 I'm good. I've had I've had my uh, my. S- fair share <laughs> and i've asked my you know my questions to javulo yeah and uh yeah i really yeah i'm done man he's giving me my answers you yeah know? <laughs> i'm still thinking about it but yeah i'm done yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and if any one of you guys agree or disagree and you want to you know uh, voice your opinions just put it in the description uh box wherever you're listening so if you're listening on soundcloud and whatever it's very simple all you just do you just go to the box and type whatever you want there and comment mm-hmm. as oh, well
1: YouTube as well YouTube. you know hit the comment section you know you know how that works but also remember to subscribe share uh, like um, and tell everyone else you know to do the same guys okay mm-hmm. all right and then uh, Njabulu, um, okay before
0: I go to you <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to say no. Thanks for coming through today, man. I appreciate it. I love the videos. Um, you, yeah, you know, you, the knowledge that you shared here is also very great. It's mm. even uh, converting me a little bit on on other issues. <laughs> and yeah, man, yeah. I, this is what we like. We mm. like to have these discussions mm. because you won't have you won't see in depth discussions like this on mainstream media Yeah. because of course they 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 are short for time, and also at the same time uh, they also want to push. Uh, Some other views, Uh, you know, some stations, they'll just put EFF members there and then they just (laughs) shout and scream and scream empty moral platitudes and everything like that. But I mean, you know, we had a good, intelligent, Mm -hmm. constructive discussion, and that's what I'm looking for every week. So before um, the podcast ends, how can people contact you um, if they want to? Do you have a website? Do you have social media?
1: What do you Mm -hmm. have?
2: Well, I do have social media. Um, Mm -hmm. My name is Njavulo Shavet. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter yet for some okay. reason.
1: Uh, I know, I'm
3: also not on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. And I'm and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. You can you
2: find me there on Facebook or you can email me javolashaw at, yeah. at gmail dot com. Okay. Uh,
3: that's yeah. Okay. Basically. So, email yeah. right. so uh, Facebook, guys. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you'll
0: see that on the screen, or you would have seen that a few seconds ago when you were saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it will be on your screen, or in that you can check in the yeah. description box. Yeah, man. As well. All right, guys. So I
1: think this takes us to the end of the podcast. All right. Um, um, it's been yeah, great, man. It's been great listening to another libertarian, I guess. Yes. Uh, someone that thinks differently to what you know best. Yes. Yeah. South, yeah. South Africans have been talking about, you know, a different way of thinking. We need more of these people, man. We need more people that are thinking for themselves, that want to do things for themselves and yeah. uh, want better for South Africans. You know what I mean? So, um, really appreciate you coming on to our show in Jabulu and uh, please man keep in contact with us yes keep posting those videos please make these motherfuckers pissed off (laughs) piss them off please man please piss them off yo get get on their nerves you need those type of people you know (laughs) and um, you know we also wanna um, uh, me and Duma have been talking about it like you know how do we get the youth uh, to get involved in these type of discussions and thinking differently you know if you can just uh obviously our podcast is uh, ending now, but like, you know, just, you know, one minute, um, tell us how we can actually help the youth to to start, how do we get to the youth. Uh, I
2: think it's going to be challenging uh, because I think youth come, uh, I I don't know, I think it's it's a norm that uh, young people are usually socialist Mm -hmm. and as they grow older, become more conservative Mm -hmm. for some reason. It's like maybe sometime in your life you get a wake-up call Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we need to go to, especially universities, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of political activities there, mm-hmm. uh, wrong things happening. At least try to pitch different ideas. Mm-hmm. A lot of political parties are there uh, spreading their ideas. I think we have to have uh, some uh, way of accessing the universities yeah. and just sharing ideas, information, uh, different views and encouraging that. Yeah. But I think mostly they are one-sided there yeah yeah one yeah. set of
1: views everywhere on these
2: university campuses. Yeah, we should create
0: yeah. we should create a, a student movement man yeah. patriot students yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the MSU yeah, the MSU, the MSU <laughs> no guys. yeah MSM yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah uh-huh. that'll be that, that'll be dope um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but so yeah but if you're a student and you're listening to this guys and you want to you know spread stuff spread like this on yeah. campus no. please email us um, yeah yeah.
1: We will, you, we will, yeah we're willing to yeah to, you know come and you know maybe have a talk with the class or mm-hmm. anyway guys you know getting in touch with us you know man patria, yeah. our accounts are there twitter dm us you know facebook whatever you guys however you can get to us please we we would like the youth to st- um to have a different point of view think differently and so we can um we are willing to do that
2: yeah yeah,
0: yeah definitely you know. so okay mm-hmm. guys um yeah, I think this brings us to the end. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, thanks, it's been man, great. Uh, oh, yeah, it's man, been man. Thank
2: you for bringing me into the show yes. and uh, tell the listeners I'm becoming a citizen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please become a citizen, guys. Please yeah. become a citizen, guys. I think yes. we need more of these ideas. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank Support you, us. Yeah. All right. Support
1: us.
3: Kay. Cool stuff, guys. Away, oh, guys. Peace. Sure. Cheers.